Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com is where you can find us, Braves underscore today on the Twitter. He's Lindsey Crosby, I'm Ben Taylor, and the month of May belongs to Marcel Ozuna. Only for him to let us down in June, July, and August. <laughs> it is exactly who we expected to be having a great May, is Marcel Ozuna. He owns it. It's He, he lives in Miami still. And, oh, does he really? Yeah, he just yes. got that apartment in yeah. Atlanta because whenever they showed the arrest last year, uh, that was where yeah. it was, an apartment complex in Atlanta. So, yeah, he lives in Miami still, and he came up with the with the Marlins and was right. traded away. And so he's got a little bit – he obviously has a little bit of pride about the whole situation. And so he does really well in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I think the best-case scenario is yes. Miami to just take on that contract and take him and let him rake in that ballpark. But if they're not going to do that – at the very least, yes, put him in there as DH for all three games mm. uh, and let him continue doing that. Because he, I mean, he picked up, what, he doubled his, uh, he has seven hits in the last week. I which know. is more than he had in the whole season going in. They had the entire year coming in. Yeah, it's. Coming it's, into the month. It's ridiculous. He has, he has 11 hits on the season and seven of them were in the last week. It's just ridiculous. He owns the month of May. It's it's Marcel May. That's what it is. It's Marcel, Marcel May. May. I'm and, celebrating uh, Marcel May, you guys. I, I hope it continues. I, I really do. In all seriousness, I mean, I know we've completely ripped him a new one, but that, the Braves saw something in him. That's the whole reason they gave him the $30 million or mm-hmm. $30 plus million. And then it's almost like he got his money and he forgot how to hit. And I don't know if that's coming around. I don't know if that was a come to Jerusalem talk that was had in the locker room with someone to him that said, look, you do realize, I know that there's a $30 million like bounty on your head, mm-hmm. but you are doing, you're batting less than a hundred. There's no reason for us to have you. You're costing us money. Even though, even though we're paying you, you're still, you know, like people yeah. are mad and they, and so, and I don't know what his options are. I don't think they can send him down. If they do, it's for like rehab or something. I don't think he's got, you know, he's he's at that point in his career where uh, he just has to leave, I guess. And so, but you're right. Miami is not going to pick up that contract. Yeah. Uh, if they do, the Braves, are, it's going to be one of those deals where like in the in the movie Moneyball where they're like, yeah, you're not worth 30 million. The Braves are paying you 15 million to play against you. That's how bad they don't like you. And so that that would be the conversation that the Marlins would have with him if he were to go down there. Yeah, and one of before I think game two, Kelly Kroll from Bally Sports talked mm-hmm. about you know his pregame media availability, and he got very honest with them about he he knew that he wasn't playing well, and he thought he was better than he had showed. And so maybe this legitimately is a bit of of growth and getting back into shape. And if that's the case. We'll take it. We absolutely love it because mm-hmm. when he's hitting, when he's on, you saw what he could do in that Miami series as far as how dangerous he can be. It's just a, it's just been so hard to get to that this season, and that's the part that frustrates all the Braves fans. The other frustrating person on the team who is absolutely the best baseball player in the country right now or in the world probably, um, Ronald Acuna, who continues to rake, continues to steal, uh, I tweeted out and uh, and Braves Today Twitter account retweeted as well, um, where Buster only had that thing where he's got more steals than uh, than Major League Baseball clubs do, uh, than entire entire clubs do. So uh, once he gets on, he's so dangerous. He is totally using the throw over to you know the 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 pickoff twice move. It, pitchers have yet to figure that out with him on the base. He's got he has got that figured out. Like make them throw over here. 
then I get a free run. Regardless of pitch out, he still knows he's going to get a heck of a jump. So it he continues to shine. There is a frustrating part of me, we'll get to that in a little bit, where I'm a little bit tired of the drama because that makes all of our hearts stop as far as fans are concerned. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got, I want to say, 29 runs now. He's got uh, 15 steals, leads baseball in both those categories. He's getting on, I mean, he already has, I think, 44 or 45 hits on the mm. season. And we're like, what, 30, 31 games in? Uh, it's We've talked about it just about every single week now. He is uh, He sets the tone for the entire game at the very beginning. But you also have situations like you're alluding to where he takes a foul ball off the, off the knee today. And if you're watching at work or if you're you know doing something in the house and it's on and you're not necessarily paying attention, you look up and you see him on the ground. I had to write two separate Ronald Acuna Jr. leaves the game with an injury articles in the last like five days. Yes. <laughs> and it's. It's just, it's getting to be, it, it, it's frustrating. I can see how a casual fan would be frustrated by the idea of, is he okay? Is he not okay? And you're always wondering what's the status of Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm. Well, and I, you know, I told you the example I use is uh, the last series when he got hit in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that didn't look that bad when it, when it happened, but him, just rolling around in pain all in the dirt. We got trainers out. He looks like he's crying the entire time. And you're sitting there going, this must have really like got him in a bad spot. And you and I thought the worst. We were texting. I was like, he may have broken something. Like yeah. something may have just caught him wrong. And in one of those soft spots in your body that you is a freak accident. Broken and then, scapula. And yeah. You know. And then the re- the next day, they're like, yeah, he's in the lineup. And he'd never favored it. He looked fine. He got a couple of hits. Everything was great. And then the day when he fouled the ball off, did it did it look bad? Yes, it did. It didn't touch mm-hmm. any of the padding. It went straight from the bat. It didn't like hit the dirt and bounce up and get him. It went straight into the backside of his knee. And, again, he falls down. He starts rolling around all over the place. He's got his helmet off. He's got his head in his hands. And I'm sitting there thinking, great. He just hit it into, like, his interior cruciate ligament and – broke it right here in front of everybody because when yeah. they showed the replay i was like that didn't look good no. and then he gets up finished his bat <laughs> and i'm like what are we doing but i say that to say this because i told you my comparison is like lebron doing the flop in basketball i mean it, and, and i don't want him to get that reputation he already had to surpass the reputation of some people said he wasn't hustling enough after his rookie season. Then he comes out and he over hustles and he gets himself frigging hurt by running into walls and diving into, you know, into the stands and everything else. And so I I get, I I get, he wants to be loved. Just play. Just that's, that's, that's all I just, you have the talent. You're the, you're the best player in major league baseball. So just go out there and play. Yeah. And uh, and and if he does, the numbers prove that he is he is number one. The goal should be post every day. I mean, mm. and Freddie Freeman did that. Dansby Swanson did that. They've passed that on to a lot of these guys. Austin Riley and Matt Olson are trying to be in there every single day. And I think mm. that's more. I mean, Ronald Acuna. When you you do get him, you take whatever you can get. But if you had the this fully formed and operational, fully fully armed and operational Ronald Acuna. For 162 games, mm. uh, the sky is the limit for what your team can do. And yes. so it is, I understand how lucky we are to have him. Yes. I agree that it is frustrating when you question, are we going to have him going forward because mm. of this? So, yeah. 
he is uh he is he is something to behold i mean the other teams i mean you've heard yeah i, I mentioned to you san diego padre said he's i mean they've got tatis on their team and those guys think he's the best player in baseball so they're they're giving props to uh you know an, a, a rival team uh saying that they have the best player in baseball speaking of that and him rolling around in the dirt injury updates um it, where are we on right? You and I were talking a little bit earlier today. I really thought it was worse than what it was because you were telling me his velocity didn't drop that much. It just somebody from the dugout saw something that they knew was not comfortable and yanked him. Yeah. Pitching coach uh, Kranitz, he came out and he, he's the one that brought the trainers and initiated everything in the third inning. He mm -hmm. said he noticed something in the second inning where it didn't quite look right. And Kyle Wright admitted that after the game that, no, he didn't quite feel right. He was pushing through it. And then Kranitz came out in the third after, I want to say, three consecutive hits opened the inning. Kranitz came out and, in essence, brought the trainer and pulled him out of the game. Uh, he went on the IL officially with right shoulder inflammation. This is the same shoulder that he had the cortisone injection in in January that okay. delayed the start of spring training. It is the same shoulder. And so getting the injection, still having the inflammation, tells me that maybe whatever he was dealing with over the offseason – didn't actually heal all the way hmm. and the cortisone injection was kind of covering that up so uh, he's he's on the il he's gonna miss at least two starts mm -hmm. uh, probably at least probably three if you think, think about the timing dylan dodd came up to make a start snitker said after the game on thursday that uh, dodd's not going to stay in the rotation that was hmm. a spot start and because of where your off days are you don't actually need a fifth starter until May 16th in Texas. You have, a, you have a day off on the 8th, that's Monday. You have another day off on the 11th, which is Thursday. Mm -hmm. So you have two days off next week, whereas we've had some weeks with no days off. Yes. And so you can make it for another two weeks, essentially, without mm -hmm. having to add a starter, which means Rizal Iglesias, who is probably going to be back on this, uh, this homestand as soon as Friday, he should be able to be act without having to send anybody other than Dylan Dodd out of the bullpen right now, mm. which gives you the ability to have one extra reliever for the next week and a half or two weeks. Which is something that's needed. Uh, you know, we'll get to Minner in a little bit. He he actually had a fairly decent showing as far as uh, the final game of the series. Uh, Darno was in the dugout. He made the trip, uh, which is usually a, that's sometimes a little unusual when somebody's on the um, uh, on the aisle. So, uh, is that something where if they needed him today, has he been activated? If they needed him today, could he have gone? He has not been activated yet. He can be activated at any time. And he was talking the other day about this, and he said. He was having the sensitivity to light and sound mm -hmm. when he moved his head around. You know, his, his vision would get blurred. The headaches would come and things like that. And as he's been ramping up activity, he's had to deal with every time he's ramped up activity, he'd have a sensitivity where he'd get the headaches and the pain from doing different activities, but then it would go away. And so he's added base running. He, in essence, he's done everything that he needs to do to get mm -hmm. back into game action. They're just waiting for the doctors to clear him, the mm. doctors and a neurologist to clear him. And so I think it's something where he's traveling with the team so that he, as soon as they clear him, he can be activated and be available the very next day. Harris also went out with an injury on game two of the Marlins series. It looked really bad after he crossed the base. He drug his right foot. That got him tangled up. Then when he tried to plant, you could definitely tell there was a hyperextension there. You didn't know how bad it would be because the look on his face was of shock, like, uh-oh, I've just torn something. Uh, turns out it's a little bit better news than what we thought it would be. 
Yeah. And the quote he said after the game was, I was thinking I was going to have to be carried off the field and that was going to be the end of my season. Like that, that's his exact quote. It's a hyperextension. They did imaging, no ligament damage. He should be available this weekend. Uh, according to Brian Snitker, he was available if they needed him out of the dugout on Thursday's game. It probably would have been a pitch hitting thing and he's probably not playing defense, but he would have been available had they needed him on Thursday. So maybe he sits out the, the Friday night opener, but I think mm. by the end of the series, you see him back in center field and he should be fine. He's not going to need an aisle stint. It definitely it, it made me feel a lot better where Snitker said, if we need him, he can be in there. Uh, yeah. So that lets me know that he, he at least is um, – it, it was not as bad as what we thought it was. So now uh, the Braves six up as uh, as they lead the division, and uh, they head back to Atlanta, taking on the Orioles. Orioles, not a slouch team. They've won 14 of their last 17, dating mm-hmm. back to the White Sox series. Uh, they had a little rough go to start the season, but after that it seems like they have settled down and they are playing really good baseball. Yeah, and the formula for the Orioles is – the starting pitching's not great. Two of their three starters for this series have an ERA over five, but they will just wear you out with base hits, and then their bullpen is one of the best bullpens in baseball. Uh, the fielding independent pitching metric, where they they take out the effect of the defense and just look at the hits that the pitcher allows, they have the best bullpen fielder independent pitching in all of baseball. It's a very good bullpen at preventing hard contact, preventing base hits, preventing runs from going on the board. So their whole thing is we're just gonna we're gonna wear you out. We're gonna get mm. into your bullpen. We're gonna get a lead, and that bullpen's going to hold it. So Atlanta's going to have to execute their pitches with their starters. They're going to need that extra bullpen depth that you get when you activate Iglesias and send Dodd down. And the the offense is gonna need to capitalize on their opportunities because once their starters are out you're not going to get very many more off of that bullpen. The good news is for uh, the Bravos, though, is we got uh, Freed and Strider that will take the hill, and then Elder should wrap it up. Weird TV series on Fox on Saturday on NBC Peacock on Sunday. And it's weird times as well. It's kind of a standard 720 Eastern on Friday. That's Bally Sports Southeast, not Sports South. 715 on Saturday on Fox. And then the Peacock game 11 35 a.m i don't get that is there a special double head or something that's going on on nbc peacock that's the only thing i can think peacock get that's an exclusive window for peacock so so the rest of the games don't start until i think it's two hours or like 95 minutes after that game starts so that is technically a national window because anybody can pay for peacock but if you don't have peacock it's kind of hard to watch that uh, but that is a Sunday morning, 1135 game. So it's going to be a rather early wake up call for the Braves oh. today staff because we've got to do the lineup and the briefing and all of that stuff for it. But it'll be uh, 1135 a.m. That is Bryce Elder versus Tyler Wells. Mm. And then Friday, Max Freed versus Dean Kramer. Kramer is one of those guys I talked about, 667 ERA across mm. his starts. And then Kyle Bradish versus Spencer Strider on Saturday, 614 ERA for mm-hmm. Kyle Bradish across his start. So you get two righties that have been knocked around a bit. And if Atlanta can get a big lead, which we know this team can do that, mm-hmm. you have to feel good about your chances in the series. I'm saying one and two. I'm saying two and one. Okay. And it's something where this is, and I'm saying two and one because the Orioles have had an easier uh, schedule this yeah. year. Yeah. And they have a lot of guys on this team, a lot of young players on this team, both in their bullpen and position players. And I think the experience of the Braves 
and just the weirdness of having to play at 1130 in the morning, having mm-hmm. to get up from your hotel. If you're the starting pitcher, if you're Tyler Wells, you're getting up at like 6 a.m. for this game yeah. uh, on the road. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Braves are going to pull out a two and one on this one. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves today. Bravestoday.com is the best way to find us. You can follow us on the Twitter at Braves underscore today. Lindsey, as always, I greatly appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for having me. Chop on.